Why does it feel so good to give? My name is Dawn Culp. I'm a certified hypnotherapist, Reiki master teacher, meditation coach, and owner of the Zen Room in Gilroy, California. You can also find us online at www.thezenroom.net. And today we're going to talk about giving. Hi, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to another episode of The Zen Room. So I know that logically, and if we were to all, you know, kind of go back in our own lives and our own experiences, that we can all remember a time when it felt really good to give. It felt really good to give, and it feels really good to share. Um, and we've also all if we're old enough and with enough life experience under our belts, know what it's like to have been given to, especially in a time of need. So I know that we are all familiar with giving. We've all been on both sides of giving and there's something very special about it. Somebody once told me, if you're in a really, really bad space, if you're really, really depressed, go down to your local soup kitchen and volunteer your time. And it will do something to you that will make you feel better. And actually what's really interesting is that science is catching up with it. Um, Science is through the use of uh, MRI technology, uh, being able to look at what the brain experiences when um, we are in an act of giving. We do notice, and there are many, many studies that have been done, um that prove that there is a chemical reaction. There is a definite warm glow that the brain experiences when it is giving. Uh, There was a study done in 2007 uh, by economist Bill Harbo and Daniel Burkhart and a psychologist Ulrich Mayer. And they were all from the University of Oregon and they explored the difference in brain activity when donations were voluntary voluntary versus mandatory. So they gave each subject $100, told them that nobody would know how much of it they chose to give away or keep, not even the researchers who enlisted them in the experiment and scanned their brains, and payoffs were recorded on a uh, portable memory drive that the subjects took to a lab assistant who then paid the subjects in cash and mail donations to charity without knowing who had given what, okay? The brain responses were measured by an MRI machine, As a series of transactions occurred, sometimes the subjects had to choose whether to donate some of their cash to local food banks. Sometimes a tax was levied that sent their money to the food bank without their approval. Sometimes they received extra money. And sure enough, you know, um, when the typical subject chose to donate to the food bank, he was rewarded with that warm glow. that That warm glow that happens in the brain that the MRI is able to detect that that warm fuzzy feeling in the brain that releases the chemical dopamine and um, lights up the brain, okay? So when the subject was forced to pay a tax to the food bank, the, um, the experiment shows that the pleasure centers were also activated, albeit not as much. Um, the, the experiment also found that even mandatory, having to, uh, mandatory, uh, mandatory, having the gift be a mandatory gift. So it's not even of your own volition. Even if it's mandatory, there are still benefits that the brain experiences, the dopamine release, the pleasure responses that, um, 
have the brain get that warm glow wound up showing up even if you made the person give the money away to charity. Okay, so that was a particular experiment that was done on charitable donations, voluntary versus mandatory, and even, and both of them gave the brain the ability, allowed the brain to have that warm glow to release those dopamine uh, chemicals into the system. So regardless of why you're actually donating, you get the surge, the benefit of having those chemicals released into your bloodstream to feel better. Um, There was another study done with alcoholics going through the Alcoholics Anonymous program. And the study showed that those who helped others were nearly twice as likely to stay sober a year later. And their levels of depression were lower as well. Um, This is known as the wounded healer principle. Okay, so all of a sudden now, my point being, science is able to catch up with something that I think we've all known deep down inside. Yes, we've got science that's able to back up the why we feel good, the chemicals that are being released when we give. But that's just supporting things that we already knew, that we've known in our core for a very, 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 very long time. Winston Churchill says, we make a living by what we get. We make a life by what we give. And in all kinds of writings and teachings all throughout life. It is better to give than to receive, right? Um, the sole meaning of life is, just, is to serve humanity. That's what Leo Tolstoy says. One of my very, very favorite proverbs, Chinese proverbs, is this one. If you want happiness for an hour, take a nap. If you want happiness for a day, go fishing. If you want happiness for a year, inherit a fortune. If you want happiness for a lifetime, help somebody. So a lot of times what happens is if we are feeling depleted um, or we're going through a very, very, very hard time, a lot of times we don't feel, let's be honest, we don't feel like giving. We have all been so down and out where we have convinced ourselves, I got nothing left. I got nothing left to give. It doesn't, I'm exhausted. I can barely get through the day. I got nothing left. And I understand that. So what if in those moments where you are feeling or if anybody is feeling where you're starting to feel like you're heading towards a space that doesn't feel good before it spirals out of control, do yourself a favor and head down to your nearest soup kitchen. Volunteer your time for an afternoon. Um, I remember there was one Thanksgiving where I just felt like I wasn't exactly loving where I was living. My job wasn't, it wasn't great. It wasn't horrible. This was quite a ways back. I hadn't, you know, gotten to a place where I was absolutely tapped out, right? But I was definitely not in the greatest space. Something inside of me had to remember that even though I didn't feel like I was in the greatest space, I was still pretty fortunate. I had a warm roof over my head. I was, uh, I was just, you know, dating my boyfriend who was now my husband at the time. 
there was a lot of uncertainty in my job, but it hadn't quite gotten spiraled out of control yet. And I just remember thinking, you know what, as much as I feel like there's some things in my life that aren't exactly on track, there's a lot to be grateful for. And there's people who are having a much worse time than me. Um, so I went into the kitchen and I just made a whole bunch of sandwiches. I make a whole bunch of sandwiches. The only sandwich, to be honest with you, that I'm really good at making is peanut butter and jelly. So I made like 15 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, put them in Ziploc bags and put them in, um, all in the paper bags and put some snacks, apples and bananas and chips and whatnot. And I just took them down under the bridge my husband went with me and we just started handing out little bags of food on Thanksgiving um, because somewhere inside of me, I realized that there were a lot of people who were not fortunate enough to sit down and have a really big, beautiful Thanksgiving meal. So my husband and I, we had done our normal Thanksgiving and then we came home and we said, you know what, let's just make some sandwiches for some folks, put them in a bag, put them in some bags, went down and just set the intention that Maybe, yes, it wasn't turkey and gravy and cranberries and stuffing and all of that. But you know what? These these people probably really appreciated a really good peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Went down. And, you know, I just remember after doing that, look, seeing the looks on their faces, first of all, was amazing. And being able to wish a complete stranger happy Thanksgiving with the intention of putting a little bit of food in the belly where there wasn't any before. Um, no, I didn't um, solve... Uh, you know, world peace in a day or whatever, but it made a teeny tiny bit of a difference. It made a teeny tiny bit of a difference in each one of those people's lives because they had something in their bellies on that night. But I left feeling amazing. And it was interesting. It's like, man, talk about the ultimate win-win situation. So if I look back on that Chinese proverb, if you want happiness for a lifetime, help somebody. That really made me that really made me connect with giving in a whole different way. It made me really realize, yes, it was just a sandwich. It cost me next to nothing to make these 15 sandwiches, and it wasn't about the money anyway. I was able to have a, com- a human connection with these people, wish them a happy Thanksgiving. I got a warm, fuzzy feeling in my heart. I know they got a warm, fuzzy feeling in their heart. And everybody felt better as a result of it. I just remember thinking, I feel like if this is how good it feels to give, I feel like I want to do that more. So it was really interesting because as I was looking at, okay, is this back in high tech? Is this the job that I want to do for the rest of my life? It started, started really going, gosh, I really like the way it feels when somebody leaves after 5, 10, 15, 20, 30, 50, 60 minutes with me, that they leave feeling better, that made me start to really think about what did I want to do with the next chapter of my life in a whole new way. So, in all honesty, yes, giving is great for both the giver and the givee, the the giver and the recipient. So what if we all challenged ourselves to give more freely. And again, it doesn't have to be an expensive thing. It can just be your time. It can be your attention. It can be a shoulder to cry on for a friend. It can be someone just who really needs an ear for an hour just to listen to them. All of these things are really, 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 really good practices to get into. 
But I do want to make one little point here as we're talking about the beauty of giving is if we look at the, the dictionary definition of give, it is this. Freely transferring the possession of something to someone. Once again, I'll say it. Freely transferring the possession of something to someone. And for me, the operative word in there is freely. Freely meaning no strings attached, no price tag attached, no expectations attached. So I don't remember what podcast it was in, but I buried this little story. And I, I wanted to mention this again because it's all around this concept of, of giving. So my husband and I went to go see uh, Neil Donald Walsh, who's an author, because he was presenting, um, I believe it was either a new book and he was doing a presentation on a new book or he, I, I don't remember exactly the context of why he was presenting, but he was presenting and we wanted to see him. So we were sitting in the audience and it was really interesting because there was um, a woman in the back of the audience and at the very end of his presentation, he you know, opened up a little time for questions and answers. And there was a woman in the back who raised her hand. And she says, so Neil, this is the second time that I've seen you. She stands up and says, the second time that I've seen you and I have a bone to pick with you. And then, of course, the audience got a little weird. Um, she said, the last time that I came and saw you, you were talking about how wonderful it is to give. And to be more open and free in your giving. And it feels good to give a gift. And it feels good to receive a gift. And to do a challenge, right? To challenge yourself or um, encourage more gift giving in your every day-to-day life. Not just on big occasions or once in a while. But just, you know, give a kind word. Give a smile. Eye contact. Please and thank you. Um a monetary gift if it feels right. So she says she was so, she so the woman in the back of the room who had raised her hand and says, I have a bone to pick with you. She says, it sounded really good, all of that gift giving stuff. And so I decided on the way home, I was feeling so good after hearing you that I went to the nearest flower shop and I got some flowers for my husband and I brought them home and I gave him the flowers And he just took them and didn't say thank you or anything. And I was so mad because I had spent all of this money on flowers and the gift was not received at all. It wasn't received at all. Like it was just no thank you, nothing. And so Neil Donald Walsh took a nice sip of water and everybody in the audience was super curious to to hear how he was going to respond to this. Because I also think that her comment hit a chord with a lot of people in the audience a lot of people went, oh, yeah, I've done that. I've, I've given a gift where it wasn't received and with a thank you or any kind of thing. So he was up on stage and he took a sip of water and he looked at her and he said, oh, so you bought flowers for yourself. And I thought, oh, man, where's this going? <laughs> and he said, let me be very clear. The act of giving stops the moment that the gift has been given. If you are expecting a thank you, then that gift is actually for you, not for your husband. The gift, the act of giving stops the minute that the something is given to someone else. 
if it is not received with a thank you or a kiss or a hug or appreciation, it's irrelevant. He said, because if you are expecting a thank you or a kiss or a hug, then it was never a gift for your husband. It was always a gift for you. You are doing something to solicit a certain type of behavior or a certain type of response. And everyone in the audience went, oh my gosh, he's absolutely right. And it made, I can't speak for everyone else in the audience, but it definitely made me think, how many times did I give a gift to someone with the expectation that they were going to shower me with appreciation? And if I'm being honest, there are times when, many times when that was the case. And Neil's point was, then that's a gift for you, not for the person you were giving the gift to. And so in all honesty, what I took away from that whole thing is, if we go back to the definition of give, freely transfer the possession of something to someone. Freely means no strings attached, no expectations, no price tag. If I'm going to give a gift to someone... It doesn't matter if that person thanks me or not. It doesn't matter if that person hugs and kisses me or not. Maybe that person is not in the, in the place or with the capacity to give me anything in return for the gift. Doesn't matter. Now, obviously, when you give a gift to someone, of course it feels nice to have a thank you or an appreciation or a kiss or a hug. Of course, it feels nice. And let's hope that we all become very, very good at receiving gifts. But it should not determine whether the gift is given or not. If that person, let's just imagine, let's take an extreme example Let's imagine that there's a person who is parched in the desert on the verge of death, hasn't had a sip of water in a week, literally dehydrated to the point of almost not being able to survive. And we come along on our white horse and we give a big glass of water to that person. And they drink it all down within a matter of seconds because they... They just, they're parched. So they drink, 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 guzzle, guzzle, guzzle. And then they just lay back. (sighs) And they're panting. (sighs) Oh my God, I wasn't sure I was going to make it. None of us are expecting that person who was on the brink of survival. None of us are expecting that person to just hop up and give us a great big hug. And say, oh my God, thank you, you saved my life. No, we don't expect that. They're barely able to catch their breath. They drink the water and the first thing that they do is lay back down on the sand just to catch their breath. They don't have the energy to thank us. They barely have the energy to drink the water and breathe. But we don't look at that person in that moment and say, geez, what an ingrate. (laughs) Can't you say thank you? They can't even talk. They can barely breathe. They can barely, they can barely, they can barely breathe. But if we put ourselves in that extreme example, we don't expect them to throw their arms around us and give us a hug in that moment. We understand that, that they all they can do is lay back and breathe. 
we understand that they have barely anything to give because they're fighting to survive the moment. Okay, so we understand that. When we are giving a gift to someone who is maybe emotionally in survival mode, whatever that looks like to them, maybe they don't have the capacity to throw their arms around us with eternal gratitude in that moment to give us all the warm, fuzzy feelings that we wish that we, they would give us. Maybe they're struggling with why is, maybe that woman's husband is struggling with why did my wife bring me flowers? And he's kind of going through his own turmoil around paranoia or whatever. doesn't matter though. At the end of the day, the act of giving stops the moment that the something was given to the someone. And if we can all walk away realizing that anything that happens after the gift is given is gravy. Either gravy, if you get a thank you, that's nice. Gravy, cherry on top. If you get a hug and a kiss, oh, that's wonderful. We all love to be appreciated, but it cannot be the reason why we do or don't give the gift. Okay? If somebody was choking and dying and we are giving this person the gift of CPR, once again, we don't expect that person who is finally catching their breath for a moment of, you know, after not breathing for a minute, not going to wrap their arms around us and say, thank you so much. You saved my life. Again, they're barely surviving. They're just trying to hang on there. Would it stop you from giving CPR to someone the next time? Because you remember, oh my God, well, the last time I did CPR, you didn't even say thank you right away. He, you know, it took him a day to say thank you. <laughs> no, you would give CPR. Hopefully you would give CPR again and again and again and again and again because the person needs it. So if we can start wrapping our head around what is an actual gift? I did not give the bag of, you know, uh, apple and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich to the guy under the bridge because I expected him to pay me back one day. It was because I wanted him to have a full belly and that was felt like the right thing to do. So if we can be really clear about the definition of giving, freely transferring the possession of something to someone, period, end of story, then would we be more apt to give more often? When we, when we put a dollar or two in the little um, harvest food bank plastic bin at the grocery store, we don't know. We don't know who's going to get that money. We just, we don't need the thank you from the, from the person who's going to get it. We don't need that. We just have to trust, assuming now, obviously there's a lot of questions that people have around charities and the validity of charities and whatnot. And I'm not going to get into that conversation. There are people in your lives right now that you can give something to that really, really need it. Um, and it will be, it will be received just as well. Okay. So if we can all start to think about giving as not only being a gift for the person who receives the gift, but also we, we get our own little dopamine rush. Isn't that a win-win situation? So it's easier to give when things are going well. If things feel out of sorts for people, I think people immediately start to carve that kind of stuff away. Um, but what I'd like to do is just offer this one little idea. If you feel yourself on the brink of 
yeah, starting to get into a space that feels a little ugly. It feels a little yucky. I'm unsure about my job. I'm unsure about my living situation. I'm unsure about this or that or the other. Depression's kind of setting in. I just feel like I don't like the way that I'm feeling and it's starting to feel like it's not getting better. Go do something nice for someone. Go do something nice for someone because you're going to get a nice little warm glow. You're going to get a nice little rush of dopamine. Um, and that's just a beautiful use of your time and your energy. And it's an excellent exercise for the heart. Because at the end of the day, once again, if we remember some of those very, very powerful points from, from our ancestors, the sole meaning of life is to serve humanity. And some of us have the, the benefit of being able to do it for a living. And some of us, um, it's not usually something that we get to do day in and day out. But we could certainly carve out some time to volunteer to assist somebody in, in a way that will help them to feel better. And therefore, again, we will receive a warm glow from the gifts that we are giving. Even if it's just a smile. Even if it's, quote unquote, just a kind ear or a shoulder to cry on. It all matters, especially in that moment when somebody's going through something really, really tough. So I would like to thank you. This podcast is in its own way. I would like to thank the intention of these podcasts, our little mini gifts that hopefully give you something to think about, to ruminate on, to ponder, to do all of those things. And all they do is take, from my perspective, time and attention and hopefully they're gifts to some of you um, to help you look and see and feel different things about different subjects. So here's another love letter, guys, and I hope that you pay it forward. All right, everyone. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Zen Room, and I look forward to future podcasts. But for now, just uh, have a great day. Take care.